Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin and I'm actually in a pretty good mood. Let's go! The Lakers played the Sacramento Kings last night, and for much of the first half, basically all of the first half, it looked like we were heading towards yet another ho-hum, and it really feels like it shouldn't take this much energy to beat a Sacramento Kings team, even without LeBron James. Uh, Even in Sacramento, it felt like, God, we, we can't be doing this again. And then the second half happened, and the Lakers woke up. Now, there's a lot that goes into this, and I hope that the Lakers are taking notes of the things that did go into it, because yet again, the Lakers looked really, really good when the right combinations were out there. And Frank, you're not listening to this. Somebody affiliated with the Lakers maybe probably is listening to this, but please, for the love of God, take note of what went into that second half. Right from the start of the second half, like immediately, As the half started, Frank Vogel made an adjustment. DeAndre Jordan, who came out of the game relatively quickly uh, in the first quarter after, you know, yet another DeAndre Jordan type of performance where he's not hustling on defense. He's making one effort and sometimes not even that. Frank and DeAndre actually kind of sort of got into it on the sideline there. Uh, And DeAndre didn't appear all that pleased uh, with how that went down. For the remainder of that first half, uh, I I got to be honest, as the second half was happening, I was paying attention to the basketball. I could give a bleep what DeAndre was doing on the bench while the Lakers were playing well, basically because he wasn't a part of the rotation anymore. Uh, but it would be interesting to see his reaction to that second half and how into the game he was after not only being subbed out as quickly as he was, but on top of that, Frank getting into it with him. And then on top of that, the Lakers immediately benefiting from DeAndre Jordan no longer playing basketball for him. Another turning point in the game, unfortunately here, and, and I'm, I'm going to be careful with my words here because this is somebody that the Lakers are obviously very invested in, but THT picked up his fourth foul and was immediately taken out of the game. Malik Monk comes in, and again, the Lakers have spacing on offense. Uh, Malik, I think, was better defensively tonight than THT was. Uh, and, and you know, it didn't help. It doesn't hurt <laughs> that Malik Monk was clearly on fire. Like He was just a walking torch out there. But even if that wasn't the case, the mere presence of Monk out there opens up the game for everybody else. Russ has driving lanes. Russ has pick and roll lanes. Uh, Dwight hasn't has like another thing that I don't think people necessarily take into account when it comes to spacing is lanes to the basket for offensive rebounders. And for somebody like Dwight to be able to just kind of pick on a one-on-one matchup where only one defender is blocking him out, that actually puts him at an advantage. Whereas if the key is all gunked up because THT is out there because Avery Bradley, Bradley is out there because Russ is always going obviously going to be out there. And then you have uh, AD, and then you have Dwight. It's just this big ball of, I don't know if y'all ever remember playing clinic sports growing up, whether it was clinic basketball, clinic soccer, and, you know, you, you start with your starting lineups and all of that stuff, but eventually it just kind of devolves into a huddle around the ball, a rugby huddle around the ball. 
and when the Lakers don't have proper spacing out there, that's basically what you're looking at around the basket is basically a rugby huddle around the basket. And sometimes you get the right bounce and sometimes Dwight is able to tap it out or, or sometimes Deandre was able to tap it out. But for the most part, you're just relying on luck. Whereas if you have proper spacing, then those guys have one-on-one matchups. They have lanes to get to the rim while the ball is in the air and you don't have to rely as much on luck. And with somebody like Dwight, who doesn't have the same legs that he did even two years ago when he was a Laker, that really matters because he's smart enough to know, based on the trajectory of the ball, where he thinks the the rebound is going to be going. And if he has to worry about where defenders are around him while he's also figuring that out, he's just going to wind up kind of standing there and flailing at the ball and hoping that he can impact the play that way. Whereas if he has room to be able to muscle guys into position that allow him to impact the play there, then that's going to make him a better player. So not only is it that DeAndre Jordan not being out there helps because Dwight Howard is significantly better at basketball than DeAndre Jordan is, but on top of that, not having THT out there and not having Avery Bradley out there, two non-shooters, means that Dwight has more room in there to be the Dwight of old. So it's just... Every aspect of the game gets easier offensively while those guys are out there. And I don't think Avery Bradley is that much better defensively than Malik Monk or Wayne Ellington or, hell, Austin Reeves to where he needs to be out there defensively or the, or, or the Lakers' defense is going to fall to sh- into shambles. It's, it's, that's just not the case. And tonight we saw that where Malik Monk is out there. And, yes, he's going to make his mistakes. And, yes, <laughs> Wayne Ellington is going to fall over sometimes on, on on defense because his feet aren't quick enough to close out and make that first slide back to the basket. That's going to happen sometimes. But Avery Bradley's getting beat back door. Avery Bradley's getting shot <laughs> over consistently because he's being asked to go out there and stand on an island. The, the Lakers are just a better team when DeAndre Jordan and Avery Bradley aren't out there. And I do want to make this note before we move on to the next segment. But... I'm not sitting here being thankful that Avery Bradley had an injury. He's on a non-guaranteed contract. His days in the NBA might be numbered. And that really, really sucks that his career might end that way. I I think it would be a serious bummer for him to not be able to go out on his own terms. But a lot of times, it's either your body deciding it for you, where the body gives out, or the game decides it for you. It's one of those two things. Nobody has had an infinite amount of time in their prime or in the NBA. And and I think Frank was doing no service to Avery Bradley the defender or Avery Bradley the player using the way using him the way that he was and using him in the combinations that he was using him. And so while I I and I saw quite a few Lakers fans out there happy that he sprained his thumb, I do sincerely hope that Avery Bradley's thumb makes a full recovery, that he's able to go out on something closer to his own terms. But if he does return to the Lakers, Frank Vogel really needs to take a long, hard look at the way that he was using Bradley earlier this year and take a longer look at guys like Malik Monk. Another guy who deserves some credit tonight is Rajon Rondo. He plays nine minutes and is a plus 19 in those minutes. 
uh, because basically he was just he, he went out there and played like he hadn't played in a month, and he played like he might not play for another month after tonight. And that's the thing that again, like I don't want to keep. No, I am going to keep burying DeAndre Jordan. The thing that was so frustrating about watching DeAndre Jordan play basketball is that he's out there like saving energy because he thinks he's going to play 25 minutes or something. That's not how this is actually going to play out. And watching Rondo go out there, and he was basically on infinite turbo mode, and in those nine minutes was all over the place. Got an offensive rebound at one point. Uh, He picked up, he grabbed six rebounds in those nine minutes. (laughs) He scored four points, uh, dished out the one assist, only the one turnover, and, and was just, he was just playing as if he had nothing at all to lose there. He was just, all right, I know exactly where I'm supposed to be out here. I know how hard I need to play to be able to, to, to maybe get this chance again. And that's what we saw from him. And when you look at guys like DeAndre Jordan and the energy level that he's playing with consistently now, that, that just can't continue. It cannot. And Frank can't continue rewarding DeAndre Jordan with a coveted starting spot in the NBA. That, that's just not something that can continue. But shouts to Rondo for playing the way that he did. He maintained momentum in that third quarter when the Lakers really turned everything around. And at the beginning of the fourth quarter, that group didn't give up too much of that lead and were able to hand it off to uh, back to AD and back to Russ as they played, you know, four or five minutes there, even with the Kings, to just turn out the lights. And that's what a bench should be able to do. And having a veteran like Rajon Rondo understand exactly what is expected of him and what he needs to do in those moments is huge. Just wish that would extend to the dude in the starting lineup. Last thing on this game before we move on and tell you guys what to, to look for, but I, I know it is a single win against the Sacramento Kings, but the Lakers played dominant basketball, sustained dominant basketball for 24 minutes. And look, they have a couple tough matchups here coming up, especially with LeBron out. But so long as Frank is able to, and the coaching staff is able to take note of those things that allow the Lakers to play that sustained dominant basketball, tonight can't just be the 24 minutes that we really enjoyed watching the Lakers play. That was the most fun 24 minutes that Lakers fans have had all year. Not even close. There's nothing that comes close. And if the Lakers want to continue to replicate that, They need to take note of the things that, I'm sorry, Frank, fly in the face of your swag stats. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. I do want to tell you guys, Taco Tuesday, guys, are recording right now. Uh, Tomorrow, Sabrina and I are going to record and, and preview what the Lakers might look like moving forward when we know a little bit more, hopefully, about Avery Bradley as well as LeBron James. Uh, and 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 maybe, you know, get a little bit more clarity on, on some of the other stuff that we saw here tonight. I know Taylor Horton Tucker tweaked his knee and didn't play much after that. Some of that was foul trouble. Some of that was the guys on the court succeeding without him. Uh, so we're going to pay some close attention to that as well. All of that is going to be coming as this week comes to a close. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.